Welcome back to Aspire Pre-Med. This is the podcast all about the paths to med school and beyond. I'm your host, Dr. V, and today we're going to speak about three great ways for pre-med students to get clinical exposure. As a physician, I'm always looking out for experiences that not only could inform pre-med students about a career in medicine, but that could also provide a skill set that could help you in your day-to-day life as a physician. I wouldn't be surprised if you've heard about some of these opportunities already or are engaged in one or more of these, but I want to offer you the additional perspective from an MD as to why these specific examples could prove useful. And as an added bonus, these opportunities are often paid positions. We all know that becoming a physician could be an expensive undertaking, so why not include some activities that broaden your exposure to the field, reinforce your interest in medicine, provide you with an incredibly useful skill set, and put some money in your pocket for your efforts. These opportunities might also introduce you to people who could potentially become mentors or letter writers for your application to med school. They may even pave the way to formative experiences that you might choose to write about in your personal statement when you're applying. All of these jobs include skills that you're expected to master as a physician, so why not get a head start? Also, if you're thinking about taking a gap year, some of these ideas may be helpful to consider. Without further ado, let's get started. Our first example is a job as a medical assistant. You've probably interacted with a medical assistant or an MA at some point in your life when you had a doctor's appointment for yourself. That wonderful person who walked you to your examining room, asked you questions about what brings you here today, your medications, your medical history, and who took your vital signs like your blood pressure and temperature. That person was probably an MA. So what does a medical assistant do? Well, they assist. They take on both clinical and administrative duties that help a practice run smoothly and efficiently. They are an invaluable part of the team. On the administrative side, an MA might help with paperwork, answer phones, and so on. On the clinical side, they might help with triaging a patient when they come in, drawing blood, performing EKGs, helping the doctor during physical exams. There's honestly a really long list of things one can do as an MA. And of course, responsibilities can vary from clinic to clinic. If you're looking for a hands-on job that can help you hone a number of different skill sets, becoming an MA is where it's at. I have to tell you, as a doctor, working alongside a great MA who's dedicated and who takes pride in their work is a game changer and is so appreciated. Physicians really notice. A great MA is thorough and caring. They anticipate the physician's needs and are aware of the needs of the practice as a whole. As a busy physician, working together with a great MA makes a huge difference in workflow and the delivery of great patient care. And as an MA, you could get a lot of experience interacting with patients. A medical assistant is often the first clinical professional that a patient sees. A good bedside manner allows patients to feel at ease and makes all the difference. Think about your own experience going to your doctors. Everyone feels more at ease when they engage with professionals who are both competent and caring, and you could really help create a positive experience for these patients and families. As an MA, you would learn a lot, so it's definitely worth exploring this option. 
The next example of a paid opportunity that provides some kind of clinical exposure is phlebotomy. A phlebotomist is a medical professional who draws the blood of patients, properly handling these specimens so they can be analyzed in the lab. We physicians rely on these blood tests to learn important clinical information about our patients. The findings on these blood tests could help us to diagnose a disease or to assess whether or not an intervention is working, just to give a few examples. Phlebotomists work with children and adults, and if you've ever had your blood drawn, you know firsthand that a caring and proficient phlebotomist can really make things feel a million times better. Learning how to draw blood is such an incredibly important skill for future physicians, and the reason is obvious. The expectation is that you will be proficient in doing this as well. In some settings, other healthcare professionals draw these labs on patients in the hospital, but there have definitely been times in residency when I've been called in the middle of the night to take over in a difficult blood draw, and you have to be able to do it correctly and compassionately. The only way to get to this point of proficiency is through practice, practice, practice. In medicine, like in many other things in life, to be good, there are no shortcuts. So training as a phlebotomist in your pre-med years can absolutely give you an advantage here. Also, receiving this training sheds light on the proper technique of drawing blood. As a physician, this of course can help you not only in the act of drawing blood, but it can also inform how you interpret the results of the blood work. Let me give you a practical, real-life example. Um, let's say you get a lab result back with an abnormally elevated potassium level. This is very important to note and potentially act on right away because disturbances in potassium can affect a number of things in the body, including causing someone to experience a dangerous heart rhythm or arrhythmia. If the blood was drawn in a way, let's say, um, I don't know, the tourniquet was on too tightly or the blood draw itself went on too long because it was a difficult stick, what, whatever it is, the technique through which the blood was drawn caused hemolysis in this case in this example. Hemolysis is the breakdown or ripping apart of blood cells, and when that happens, all of this intracellular potassium from inside the cells could be released into the tube, giving a spurious result that's not necessarily reflective of what's actually going on in the patient's body. So you may want to confirm this. You may want to consider a conversation with the lab to ask, hey, does this blood look hemolyzed? In other words, are the cells all broken down? Or a conversation with a phlebotomist could be really helpful. Maybe it was really difficult to get blood from the patient and so on. All of these contextual clues can provide you with insights about your lab results and can affect how you ultimately interpret them and what you do next. So it's incredibly important to understand the techniques and mechanics behind drawing blood, how to prevent hemolysis, which tubes need to be shaken and which never should be shaken and so on. There's so much you could learn as a phlebotomist. And again, as I've mentioned before, the nature of your job is such that you're interacting with patients all the time. This would likely be a formative experience for a future physician. Definitely consider checking it out. Finally, the last opportunity we'll describe is being a medical scribe. It's no secret that documentation plays a huge role in the healthcare setting. A good note is important for many reasons, and not just from a medical legal perspective, but 
as an important reference for you and your colleagues to look back and, and see what your impressions were and what needs to be done for a patient. Record keeping is critical. I'm hearing more and more about medical scribes these days. I've personally never worked with one, but I could see the potential benefit, allowing the physician to focus more on direct patient care rather than documentation. And if you've ever stayed up late finishing notes and closing charts, I could absolutely see the appeal. Medical scribes are basically documentation assistants, helping the physician transcribe information from clinical encounters into a note in the patient's electronic medical record. I could only imagine how much you could learn by doing this. One of the things that struck me when I got to med school was how it often felt like I was learning a foreign language. There was so much terminology I was unfamiliar with. Latin terms, abbreviations. As a scribe, you'd be immersed in the world of this language and terminology, and the more exposure to it you get, the more proficient you'll get. Also, learning how to navigate some of these electronic medical record systems can really put you at an advantage when it's your turn to deliver patient care. I could imagine that working as a scribe could be an incredible learning experience too. Working closely with different doctors, you'll learn about different approaches to a variety of medical issues. As a scribe, you'll reap the same benefits of shadowing while cultivating an additional skill set. And of course, it puts you in contact with so many people you'll be learning from. Doctors, nurses, patients, medical assistants, social workers. It really sounds like an interesting opportunity to learn more about. And there you have it. Three wonderful and potentially paid opportunities that can open the door to clinical exposure in your pre-med years. As I said, I wouldn't be surprised if you've heard about some of these or all of these, but I hope you can appreciate a physician's perspective on each of these opportunities and how each one can truly help you cultivate skills that physicians need to be proficient in. So to summarize, the three examples we gave today were working as a medical assistant, a phlebotomist, and a medical scribe. Anyway, that's it for now. I hope you got something out of today's episode. If you're interested in more content, check out our Instagram page at aspire.premed.podcast. And if you're interested in a one-on-one -on -one pre-med support session to work on a specific goal or the big picture, reach out at aspirepremed at gmail.com to learn more. Until next time, have a great day, everyone.